very few things will actually change your life in a pivotal transformational way. But hearing God's voice is one of those things. In this episode, author Alan Chapin shares about a challenge that God gave him that totally wrecked him in the best way possible. I mean, he knew God. He had his quiet times every day. He was familiar with getting a download from the Lord. But this challenge that the Lord gave him totally upended his relationship with him and resulted in a book called Listen, which he's going to tell you all about in this episode. And he's going to share how his life was transformed and how your life can be transformed in a similar way. So let's jump in. Hi, you're listening to Java with Jen with your host, Jenna Lee Samuel. On this show, I bring the simplicity of hearing God's voice into everyday life in a no-nonsense, authentic, and super practical way. With coffee in hand and real life in our faces, let's do this. Hey guys, thanks so much for coming back for another episode of Java with Jen. This week's episode, I'm super pumped because it's so closely aligned with the vision of the show and my heart in helping people learn to hear God's voice. You guys are going to be really excited about how practical and applicable this is, and we've got some exciting news for you at the end. So my guest, Alan Chapin, has served in full-time ministry for more than 27 years as a youth pastor, a university staff member, denominational leader, evangelist, author, blogger and lead pastor, but he would rather be known for what he was designed by God to be, which is a guy who simply loves and encourages people, offering them grace and hope as he helps them get on the path that God has for them, which is what you will find in this episode. Alan has been happily married to Angela for more than a quarter of a century, and he has the privilege of helping raise two of the finest sons ever known to this world, Alex and Austin, although I have to say my four might rival that, but we'll let you have it this time. Uh, (laughs) And he enjoys his coffee black, strong, peanut butter straight out of the jar, Sunday afternoon naps, and Christmas anytime it can be celebrated. Alan, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks so much. What a privilege to get to be on here with you. I'm loving it. Yeah, well, I'm so glad to have you. Listen, you guys, Alan is actually local, and I just met him a few weeks ago. My husband, I guess, has known him for quite a while, and so Alan and I jumped on a phone call a couple weeks ago when I was out of town, and I heard his story, heard about his book, heard about how the Lord uh, brought this book to be, and it just got me so, so, so excited, but uh, I do have to say, Alan, yesterday we had Christmas music playing in the car. So come on. That makes me so happy. I love it. I love it. Yeah. We don't wait. Like we do, we do a big full blown Christmas in July at our house, everything. So we do the tree, the lights, all that we do it all. So it's fun. Oh, that's so great. We actually left our Christmas tree up for like three years and counting. Oh, I love it. I know. I finally took it down. It was actually pure laziness that I left it up, (laughs) but I don't recommend because it kind of can break your Christmas spirit seeing your tree all year long. So I don't recommend it, but it was kind of kind of fun. So anyways, okay. So Alan, I want to jump into this just because I feel like the content is so rich. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? We heard a little bit about, you know, like your ministry experience and all of that. Um, but why don't you share with us just your heart and your story behind your new book? Yeah, thanks so much. And, uh, it, you know, really, you grew up in the church. My parents were were pastors and ministers through you know in the years, and so uh, so background in church and all that. knew knew the Lord, saved a young age. You know relationship with Him. I walked away from sixteen to twenty, came back. 
you know, he renewed this call on my life to ministry, all of that. So, you know, it's not like I didn't have relationship with the Lord, but something about this journey seemed to like escalate that or elevate that to uh, a new level, seemed to take me to a new depth with him. And uh, it was, uh, it was two years ago, October, 2020. Mm -hmm. um, I was, I was spending my time alone with the Lord each day and, you know, and love that, uh, consistent in that. And I remember him saying to me, Hey, I want to talk to you. Um, in fact, I want to talk to you every day. And so I want you first thing every day, uh, for the next year, I want you to get up. And the first thing that you do is listen for my voice. I was like, well, Lord, you know, you already speak to me and I, I, I you know, I get stuff from your, uh, from you, from your word and all that. There's no, oh, you know, he, he said, no, 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 I want you to listen for the voice of my spirit before you do anything, even before you pick up my word. And I'm like, I thought, okay, all right. <laughs> you know, I mean, if that's what God wants, he's God and I'm not. So let's, okay. And I thought, and so then I began to think, wait a minute, if God's going to talk to me, that's probably pretty important. I should write it down. And so like I even I even picked up uh, these little Dollar Tree like journals or whatever. And I was like, I I'm, I'm going to write down what he says because I don't know what he's going to say. And uh, and so uh, kind of cool that God wants to talk to me. Uh, but then another thought hit me and it was kind of like, hang on a second. If God wants to talk to me, what does he want to talk about? Um and, and for, there was this kind of sudden sense that maybe I was getting called to the principal's office, uh -huh. uh, you know, or getting called to the boss's office. I was kind of like, uh, what have I done wrong? Because I don't think I've done wrong. I can't think of anything, you know, I'm thinking, did I, did I cut somebody off in traffic? Did I, was I ugly to somebody that, you know, I mean, like, I don't have like a bunch of big sins that I know of in my life. So I'm like, what? wait a minute, what's he get? And I thought, uh, so, so then I kind of go into it hesitantly, like, oh, yeah. instead of just throwing the gates wide open and going, talk to me, God, you know, it's kind of like, uh, uh, okay. And kind of just a little standoffish, like, uh, okay, well, what's this all about? And I kept, I remember thinking, maybe he's going to butter me up first. Cause the first several days, really <laughs> cool. God was saying cool stuff. And it was just for me. It wasn't for anybody else. It, it was, it was things and I was like, maybe he's just going to butter me up and then the other shoe's going to drop. And man, at some point he's going to wait till I'm really listening. And then he's just going to drop the hammer on me and I'm, then I'm going to get it. And I guess this went on for about a month. And so every day I'm listening to God. Uh, I missed one day in the year. I kicked myself the whole time and I actually did an extra day to make up for it. But, uh, but it was but we were gone. We were at a conference. My son got sick, blah, 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 blah. Long story doesn't matter. I missed a day. But anyway, so I, I just felt so 364 out of 365. I felt like it was a win. But anyway, so but about a month into this, I realized the other shoe's not dropping. Mm. Like everything he keeps saying to me is full of love and it's full of grace. And it's good things. It's things about who he is. It's things about how he feels about me. It's things about things I didn't realize that he felt about me. I was like, really? You feel that for me? Like, I didn't know that. Wow. Or, or maybe sometimes it would be like, hey, as you go through the day today, you're going to face some things. Be ready in this way. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes it was like, 
hey, you get kind of caught up in tasks and you need to you know, focus on people a little more, right? And even when he would have to correct me in something, it was so gentle and so loving and so helpful that it didn't feel like correction in a lot of ways. It felt like help. Yeah. And I thought, wait a minute, this is good. This is, God's not out to get me. He's not sitting on the throne of heaven waiting to zap me with a lightning bolt. He's trying to tell me how much he loves me. And, and, you know, it's like, I know this. I mean, like my life mission is about love and grace and encouragement and hope and all, you know, it's like, I tell this stuff to people all the time, but then I'm like, so how did I let my mind get so warped into thinking that, that God was out to get me or something? And it wasn't, he wasn't out to get me. He was out to give me more of himself. He was inviting me into this depth of relationship with him. And so the longer it went on, the sweeter it got. Wow. It was just, you know, one one month in, two months in, three months, and now it's having like cumulative effect. It is, it is, uh, it's compounding interest, you know, mm-hmm. it's like building up in me. And it was so cool because I was coming out of a season, man, in ministry and in life that were just, it had been rough. I mean, obviously we're six months into a pandemic, but you got to scale back a little bit, you know, for the the past previous three years. I mean, we had been released from a a position of ministry that we loved and uh, no fall, it really didn't work out things, but it was just, we didn't, I didn't see it come in and I wasn't ready. And then nothing seemed to be, it was like God wasn't opening anything up and we were just kind of hanging, you know, and I was traveling in ministry, but it was just, it was an odd time in the midst of that. Um, my wife's dad gets sick and, Mm. and, you know, we came here to pastor Uh, our house wouldn't sell and we were living next door in Louisiana, but I was having to commute four hours, you know, uh, to do, to do ministry. It was, that was going on. And right as we started two weeks after we started here in this role, uh, my wife's dad passed away Mm. eight months later, just right before the shutdown with the, with the pandemic, my dad passed away. It was eight months and eight days later, my dad passes away. And so the two generals in my life, you know, who my stalwarts, my, you know, my anchors, my coaches, my mentors that were up close and personal, there were others, but you know, or whatever. So I've gone through this difficult season, lots of struggle, lose both of them, house not selling, house you know, finally sells after a year, you know, of this commuting thing, all that, all that. And then a pandemic, uh, along with other challenges at church, all of that. And then the Lord takes me into this season. And I'm telling you, I needed it. I needed that. It was refreshing to me. It was restorative to me. It was health and life and strength. And it was everything. And I, you know, I got to the end of a, it was coming close to the end of a year there of just listening to him first every day and writing it down. And just, and it, again, it was always, it wasn't for anybody else. It wasn't like he was giving me sermons to preach about this stuff or any of those. These were not prophetic words to share with anybody. Uh, it was, it was just Alan. It was just Alan waking up, talking to his creator and him saying to me, Hey son, let's talk today. Let's talk about today. Let's talk about you and me. Let's do this. And uh, this depth of relationship mm 
that began to form in that year. And I get to the end of it, I'm like, God, this is so rich and so sweet. I want everybody to have this. Why don't we all have this? Why has nobody told us like, this is what you need? And I was like, and I love to write. I've got a goal, 10 books in 10 years, you know, kind of deal that I'm, I'm working on. But, uh, and I'd gotten behind again, off track and all of that. So, so come to this. And so I felt like the Lord released me to, to kind of take some of that. And obviously there's only 63 days in the book, but that are, you know, moments, but, um, but I just felt like it needed to be recorded somehow. It needed to be transmitted somehow. It needed to be put into people's hands where they could grab hold of it and do something with it and, and begin to have this experience themselves. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I felt like he kind of gave me a freedom and a release to, to, to write down some of that stuff and, and put it in a, hopefully in a resource and a tool that people could use to, have their own journey, their own experience yeah. with this. Cause it, obviously we're all different and we're all coming to this in different places from yeah. in different ways. Uh, I mean, if you do this right now, you're going to have different experience than I did in some ways, but there's going to be a lot of it. That's the same. And so it was just so sweet and so precious. And, uh, and so uh, came out of that, uh, get to the end of the year, you know, I'm starting to write some of this stuff down and go, this might end up being something that could, could work to put in other people's hands. And the Lord issues me a new challenge and he goes, cool. Now you have learned to listen to me um, for the next year. I'm going to keep talking to you for you, but I'm also going to talk to you for other people. Mm. And I want you to start telling whoever I give you something to share with them. I want you to share with them. And I'm going I'm to do it every day. And uh, there's no way I would have said, okay, that's out on the edge. That's not me. I'm, I'm pretty traditional, classic, you know, and I'm, even though I'm thoroughly, uh, thoroughly spirit filled kind of guy, this, that, that would have stretched me beyond comfort, uh, beyond, 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 beyond comfort. And, uh, and I, I might, but now that I was like, okay, I know his voice, then I, I can kind of see how this goes and test that out. And so that's now I'm coming to the end of that year and that journey. And that's fun. And that's a whole separate thing other than this. But I never would have been ready for that if yeah. I had not taken that year and done it. And it's so cool. I mean, I just and he's still speaking to me every day for me. And I'm still writing it down. Now, I quit. I started using my phone instead of journals uh, just because I can type faster than I can write, you know. But um, but anyway, that's it's been great. I love it. That's amazing. So I, I wanted to pull out something that you said in the beginning, because I feel like a lot of people would identify with it, which is where you were like, at first you were like, okay. And then you were like, hold up. What am I in trouble about? You know? And I just, I feel like two things. I feel like it kind of highlights that in our human nature is still buried a fundamental essence of shame that we yeah. can only deal with through the love of God. It, we only get free from that through the love of God. Like shame came in at the garden when sin came in, it became intrinsic to our sinful nature, but shame was dealt with at the cross. You know, Jesus stood yeah. on, took the cross bare, uh, scorning its shame. Right. And so Jesus dealt with shame at the cross, but I think it's interesting that just in something so simple and fundamental to our Christian faith as taking time to hear from the Lord, shame still surfaced, but in that, I love that it was his kindness 
that led you to the place of repentance of it. Repentance meaning changing the way that you thought, because just like the word says, it's his kindness that leads us to repentance. And so that was like literally that journey for you. It helped change the way you think. For sure. And it's just, and that's what's great. You know, and you mentioned Adam and Eve and and shame coming in right then. It's funny to me. And I tell this to people all the time. I've told it to students for years, tell it to people who are still struggling, told it again yesterday to, to, you know, a guy who comes in, he's struggling with, with addictions in his life. And it's like, you know, it's crazy, but the devil tempts us to do wrong. And then he, as soon as we do it, he goes, Ooh, you're bad. Look what you did. Shame on you. You know, and we've got to, I remember hearing a a preacher one time saying, you know, it's just saying shame on you. You say shame off of you. You need to be done with that. Christ took that shame for you. Don't live under that anymore. And, uh, and it's true. It's exactly what you said that, you know, it's, it is, it's, counterintuitive in some ways but it really is the truth that shame is gone yeah. we shouldn't have it we shouldn't carry it. it is part of our old fleshly nature and you still have to beat that stuff down sometimes you still have to kick that stuff to the curb and go yeah. man i'm not going to do that that's not that's not my life that's not who he created me to be and i think if there is anything from that year that i took away it was um how true it, God really is to his love and his grace, his mercy, his kindness, his, uh, his gentle way with us. That is, uh, you know, and and of course, lots of people have a, a a misconception because maybe they had, maybe the way they were raised, their parents were kind of rough on them. And, uh, you know, every time they turned around, somebody was crawling their case or maybe all their teachers or maybe, maybe their pastors are mean and just yell and scream out. I don't know. I don't know what other pastors do. I just don't. Um, but it's like, maybe, maybe we just have this thing. Like I, I must be bad. I must not be doing it right. I must be doing wrong. And, you know, instead of go, you know, coming to God and going, Oh, I'm his child. Mm-hmm. All that's forgiven. All that, that doesn't mean I can do whatever, but it just means live in the freedom of that. We get trapped in, in the shame and, uh, you know, that's not his desire for us. And I think right. I came out of this going, wait a minute, I'm free. Yeah. I'm free. I can just, I can love him fully. And when I mess up, I could, that was another thing. I was able to come to the Lord. I felt like more easily with God, where I go, God, I, I blew it today. Can we talk about that for a minute? Cause that wasn't good. And I need your help. And I felt like I could now because I felt like I wasn't going to get the beat down. You know, he was going to go, okay, not good. Sure. All right. But let's talk about, let's fix that. Okay. And uh, let's deal with it and move forward. And I began to have this freedom, like, okay, it's good. I can come talk to him about this stuff. And I, I want my kids. I tell them all the time. I would rather you come tell me you had done wrong and let us work through it. I promise I'm going to love you. I promise I'm going to help you you know, and I'll do my best not to, you know, lose, just blow a gasket or something, you know, I will try hard uh, to keep it all together and do right. And, but in this year, I feel like I'll, I'll learn that from him too. Mm-hmm. It's helped me, help me hopefully be a better dad, maybe. So, yeah, well, that actually leads me. Okay. So there's, there's one thing I want to hit lightly, and then we'll go into how this has affected the relationships around you, but um, the barriers that you had to like bypass, hold on. I had a really great question. Oh, hold on, hold on. 
Oh, okay. So a lot of people, when it comes to like, when you're like, Hey, the Lord asked me to take the time to hear his voice, even before opening his word, a lot of people get a little bit stuck religiously at that thought because they're like, hold up. How do I know that that, how do I know I'm hearing the Lord? How do I this now in my podcast episodes, we actually get, there's quite a few episodes where we talk about how to know if it's the Lord's voice. So I don't want to go too far into that, but I feel like one thing worth mentioning is that one way that I think you probably knew that it was the Lord is how he was literally changing the way that you naturally thought to something that produced more fruit of his spirit. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And what was cool, that was another reason I wanted to write stuff down, because I was like, wait a minute, because so we I come from a background, uh, hyper, not hyper, very word centered, very, very like the Bible is like, and, and I do, and I believe it. So I'm not saying I don't, I'm saying like, you start with the word and everything else goes from there. And so to have God say, before you even pick up my word, I was like, whoa, wait a minute you know, uh, and so, but so I thought, well, I'm gonna write this stuff down, then I can go to his word and say, does that match up with who God is in his word long term, does that, and it was, and I began to go, oh, okay, all right, I'm getting a better understanding here, but it really, uh, it, it really was a challenge for me to, at first to go, wait a minute, kind of like before that, or it wasn't outside of it, uh, it was, it wasn't like he was trying to be exclusive of it. And so that, and so no one trying to know his voice too. And again, I tell people, I say it in the book, even in the intro, this is not a, this is not a seven steps on how to hear the voice of God. Super important. Somebody needs to talk about that. I'm glad you have, I think I caught part of that episode or at least one or two of those episodes. Anyway, I've been, I've been enjoying. So, um, <laughs> but, uh, but then, um, but then, you know, I say it's also not, this is not how to hear God's voice for dummies. This is not, it's really more of an experiential workbook mm. is the concept, because that's what I discovered in that God wasn't, in some ways he was teaching me how to hear his voice, but in some ways it was like, come on, my sheep know my voice. Yeah, you know, Alan, you know, it's me. Just let me talk to you. And uh, and so hammering through that, and of course, all the, you know, you get your voice, the enemy's voice, the, the Lord's voice, all the, you know, competing, all the stuff. But uh, but I was like, I, I do know it's him. I know it's him. I just, it, it, you know, sometimes we don't trust ourselves. And, and that's why I said, well, I'm going to compare it to the word of God then. If it lines up with the word of God and I have peace in my heart, um, I think we're going to say this is probably God. And let's go with it. And yeah. so wrote, wrote it all down and go with it. And and again, the more that I experienced it, the more I began to understand. And the more I, at some point I, I didn't have to pick up the word every day and go, where is that in scripture that, you know, he says something like, where is where how's that line up after, you know, it didn't take too long. And I'm going, come on, Alan, you know, this is the Lord. Let's yeah. this, sit back and enjoy being with him. Yeah, that's so good. Well, and I love to, so I'm, I'm keep like thinking through like the thoughts that my listeners are going to have. I think one reason why your workbook would be advantageous. You're right that we need to learn the knowledge of the principles of like hearing God's voice and those kind of things. But I feel like sometimes in culture in humanity and even religious thinking, we get so heavy um, on the knowledge aspect of knowing God, that it makes us feel like we're experiencing those things when we don't actually end up moving into experience. And 
and in the uh, the parable of the seed, the seed, uh, the seed and the condition yeah. of the heart, there was two seed that were sown into soil that actually sprung up. There was actually something that sprung up, but the difference between the one that then died off quickly or the one that went on to produce good fruit, the difference, if you look in the original text, the one that bore fruit put to action the thing they were excited about, the word that went in, they put it to action. So the difference between just learning God's word and actually seeing God move in your life like we want to growing in power is the practical application of that word yeah. and that's what your workbook does which I think absolutely is awesome Super yeah awesome. it's fun it I think it's a fun journey for people and it's cool and it was funny because it's the beginning of each of these journals I was finding scriptures about listening and mm -hmm. write them down. I was like, well, he said, listen. So I'm gonna, when I come across the scripture it says, listen, I'm going to write it down, you know? And one of them was the, that was, you know, don't just be a hearer of my word. Don't just listen to it, but do it. And I thought, you know, it, we know we should listen to God. So I'm going to listen to so that. Even listening is going to be my action. I'm going to be a doer by doing this. And, uh, and so I want, and coming through it, it was very active for me, uh, not passive. I wasn't sitting back, crossing my legs, singing Kumbaya, you know, and, and humming or whatever. I was just, it was me and God connecting. And I want, I was like, man, that's, if we could step into that, you know, we would have a much richer, fuller walk with him, relationship with him. And I think a lot of us want that. Yeah. I'm like, what do I need to do? You know, do I, is it, is it the next worship song that's going to hit for me and that's going to take me to a new level or, you know, and I love great worship songs or I'm man, pastor's going to preach something this Sunday and it's going to finally take, and I'm going to whatever. No, man, it's consistently living that out and practicing it. So yeah, a successful Christian life is not consecutive happy accidents it is consecutive yeah. intentional choices come on that's good okay. so i'm glad okay. you're recording I'll, I'll go back and listen to that one again and write it down that was good okay there we go uh so before we jump into our life hack segment share how this process and this journey affected the relationships around you because i can imagine it would have made you a different kind of father from maybe what you were before how else yeah you know, it, it's so easy, which now I've got, I've got a 14 year old and 11 year old. So they were a little bit younger then, but, uh, but it's just easy to let little things, uh, you know, as a parent sometimes like bug you and irritate you and stuff like that. And I realized uh, God wasn't bugged by all my little stuff and he wasn't frustrated with me. He wasn't mad at me. He wasn't any of those things. And I didn't feel like I was with my kids. But the more I experienced him as a good, good father, I was like, I could probably work on that a little bit in my life. You know, what if I looked more like him? What if the tone of my voice sounded more like him? Because my boys are going to grow up knowing their heavenly father a lot in part based on this earthly father. And, you know, and I know sometimes somebody goes, well, you know, I'm a single mom or whatever it is. That's what, whatever they're you is, is that authoritative leader in their life. They're going to, they're going to respond in a lot of ways to God based on that. And so I, you know, I was like, I don't want to, my marriage, you know, I felt like it, I began to be a, a better husband because now I'm being sensitive to the voice of God. He can nudge me and go, Hey, work on this today. Or, hey, uh, you know what? You, you have this agenda set up. That's not as important today. 
family's more important today, whatever it is, it could have been anything. And there was all, it wasn't like every day was specific like that. Sometimes it was just things, inner things with me, but all of it was developing me as a pastor. You know, we came to these folks. I remember the very first Sunday saying to them, you are not getting us at our best, Hmm. but I promise if you'll hang in there with us, life will get better and we will get better and it'll be okay. Okay, so let's get into God's word today, you know, and I just, and the, the Holy Spirit had to help me get past some of the, but anyway, but I, I realized coming out of that, like there's, there was new life in me. Mm-hmm. And I thought I'm being able to have more to give to people, more to give to my family, more to give to my friends, more to give. Uh, I'm starting to think of other people more. I'm not as, as, you know, I'm not imploding on myself, looking at my own life and going, here's all my stuff, you know, whatever, everybody for me, whatever. I was beginning to turn back outwardly again. And it was so refreshing Mm. because you realize that's what I was designed for. That's what I was created for. And, uh, and that yet that comes out of that intimacy. And and so, but I I think everyone around me is probably the beneficiary. I was a better husband uh, and hopefully am a better dad better, you know, um, better pastor, better friend, whatever. So, and hopefully a better author. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I mean, when God's genius is coming in, you'd hope so. Right. Um, okay. So listen, Alan, I'm super pumped about you sharing your message here. And I really am excited to get this into the hands of people. We're going to go into life hacks, but before we do that, tell them how they can find your book. Yeah, simplest, quickest, fastest way is you can find it on Amazon, hardcover, paperback, uh, Kindle version, if you want to do the e-reader kind of thing. Uh, with God's help, hopefully in the next year, we'll get it into audio as well, and that'll be great. And uh, so I got my 14-year-old working on that. He's going to get me all fixed up. But, uh, but you know, uh, that those three are available quickly right there. Uh, you can go to alanchapin.com. It's been outdated for a little while because I haven't used it for a little bit, but we are working on it and it's getting back under construction and it's available. You can click there as well to get it. You can do some things like that. Uh, if like if, if a group or a, a pastor or somebody wanted multiple copies, they could contact me uh, and we can get them a little less expensively than just buying individually, kind of like that. We can do kind mm. of bulk stuff. We can get it a little easier for them and, uh, and just have it stri- shipped straight to them, all those kind of things. And so that's the quickest, fastest, easiest way. If somebody goes, hey, I just want one copy or I just want two or three copies, whatever, jump on Amazon, especially if you're a Prime member, then boom, it's going to be there in a couple of days and you're going to enjoy it. What's the name of your book? Listen. Listen. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Make sure you guys get that. Keep it simple. Try to keep it simple. All right. <laughs> That's great. And listen, you guys, if you email him for some or you order some uh, through listening to this show, make sure you put in there somewhere. I heard about you on the Java with Jen podcast. That way he knows, hey, that was worth my time. <laughs> or if, on, you hear, if, if you hear the commercial, we're going to have a commercial too. But anyways, okay. So you guys don't go anywhere. We're going to jump into life hacks where Alan is going to share something super great with you. So don't go away. All right, Alan, what's your genius life hack for us today? Okay. I got two. I got two. Is it okay for two and not just one? And I'll make them quick. Please do. Make them good. Okay. So the first one will be spiritual. The second one is just fun. Okay. Uh, so the first one is, it really has to do with kind of all this. How do you, how are you going to, how are you going to accomplish this? How are you going to listen to whatever? Something that's been super important to me. I mean, probably for 
27 years now, if I had to go back and try to point back, because I remember the day it happened. Um, but to pick a time and a place to meet with God and then commit to that. So if you're a morning person, then be a morning person and pick that time. And, and you know what? You may have to set your alarm 30 minutes earlier, an hour earlier, whatever it takes for you to be able to squeeze that time in. But pick a time. And, uh, and so if you're an, a night owl and you go, man, I'm way more alert and, uh, and on, you know, I can connect with God better at night, whatever. Great. If it's your lunch break, whatever it is, pick that, stick with it, stay at it and go to the same place as much as possible, as much as possible and try to get away. So like couple houses we lived in, we didn't have any place, literally go into our closet in our bedroom to just be able to get away from everything and everyone. And everybody knows at our house, first thing, when I get up, before I talk, you don't want to talk to me first. I want coffee first, right? Me and the Lord, we're going to have coffee. And that kind of started too. Years ago, I was sitting in a recliner and one morning the Lord said, hey, if you'll meet me here every day, I'll have coffee with you. And, uh, and I was like, I like coffee and I like God. That's cool. I, and so I began to develop that, that habit. And, uh, and so it was cool then to, to, for that to just flow into this, but it happened very easily or much more easily because I had that consistency going that was like, I'm going to meet God there every day, every yeah. same time ish, you know, and get there. Okay. So that's the spiritual one. The awesome. fun one is this. I don't know if you ever get to the bottom of a cereal box or the bag inside this cereal thing right there. And it's got all the little powdery, whatever, whatever in the yeah. bottom where parts get crumbled and everything. Like our kids would get to the bottom of a bag like that and they would throw it away while there was still cereal in there because they didn't want all that stuff. They didn't want to dump it out into their cereal. So saw this cool hack, dump it into a colander and sift out all the powdery stuff, put the stuff back in the bag, and there you go, you got it. It works with oatmeal and other things, like anything that's gonna get like a little powdery stuff you don't want in the bottom, then you can just do that, and, and then you can finish off, you don't lose what's left in there, and you don't get all that stuff going poof, you know, oh. in your stuff, so. Oh, that is a fun one. I thought you were like gonna say like save the sugary goodness in the bottom of the bag oh. and put it in milk to make your own kind of flavored milk, but you know. You put it in a smoothie, that would be awesome. Totally tanks the nutritional value of your smoothie. I know. <laughs> That's why I had to get rid of it, but you know. That's funny. That's so <laughs> the funny. Gonna add it. <laughs> I know, right? Okay, well, listen, Alan, those were super fun. The episode was super rich. And even though it's a short episode, 30 minutes or so, you guys, I hope that this really like stirred your appetite to realize, A, how simple it is to grow a, a powerful, deep, intimate, personal relationship with the Lord. It's not, like I said, a series of happy accidents. It's a series of consistent decisions. And yeah. I just hope that you guys were nurtured and encouraged by this. Make sure you go to Amazon and look up his book, Listen by Alan Chapin, or go to alanchapin.com to connect with him. Alan, thank you for being on the show. It was such a blessing. Thanks so much. We appreciate it so much. And they can catch up with us on social media, Instagram, Facebook, any of that stuff, email, all that's there. They can get a hold of us. There's even an author page for with my name. So anyway, so thanks again for having me on. What a what a cool thing to get to do with you. Excited for the podcast as it's growing and just speak God's favor over you that it would continue to grow. You guys, thanks for coming to the show. Thanks for checking this out. Go check Alan out online. And otherwise, we'll see you guys next week. Bye.
Thanks so much for tuning in to today's show. Listen, let's stay connected. Come follow me on Instagram at Java with Jen, where you can follow the latest and say, hey, it's a really great way to stay in touch. Many of you have also asked how you can support the show. You can make donations through the Anchor app or on Patreon, or of course, by sharing, rating, and reviewing on social media and iTunes as well. Your heartfelt feedback always reminds me why I do this. Also, don't miss our merch store where you can get super cool Java with Jen swag and coffee. Find it at javawithjenmerch.com. Until next time, remember, hearing God's voice is simple and he wants to be a part of your everyday life. See you next week.